John Adams' Letters from the Front podcast for May 1918. This podcast looks at life in World War I through the letters of John Adams, who was 23 when he joined in September 1914. He served with the 9th Service Battalion Royal Irish Fusiliers and was involved in many significant events on the Western Front, particularly Passchendaele. These are his words, read by his grandchildren and narrated by his great-grandchildren. This month in the history section we take a look at some of the world events that are happening as well as what was happening with the 9th Service Battalion of the Royal Irish Fusiliers at this time. Just to give a bit of background to the World War at that time. As confusing as the beginning of the war is, uh, about which country backed which other country, even now, near in the fourth year of the war, there, there's still confusion about what countries are, have got treaties with other countries, what countries are at war with other countries. And it, it must have been quite confusing even for people at home at that time following the newspapers. Also, we have John Adams. He only has one letter and several field postcards, so he must have been busy as well as moving about. And one of the strange things I found at the end was looking for alum to harden his gums. And I have never heard of alum, A-L-U-M, but it is one of those things that you can get. It is widely used in medical practices around the world. So apart from that, I don't know much about that. But it also goes to show you how health suffered out there. Often we think about wounds they suffered or even things like trench foot, their feet being wet for so long. But there are other things where they suffered from between the lice, the rats. And here has John Adams is finding that his gums aren't keeping well and he's finding it hard to brush his teeth. But it's just interesting to have those wee tiny snippets of history dotted throughout uh, these letters that we have. My name's Mark Adams, and John Adams was my grandfather. During May 1918, the politics of this world war continued. While the reasons for the war starting are complicated, the continuing war did not make international politics any easier. During this month, Finland ended their civil war and signed a peace treaty with Turkey and Austria-Hungary. Austria-Hungary signed a treaty with Germany. But Nicaragua declared war on both Austria-Hungary and Germany. There was an agreement between China and Japan for military cooperation against both German and Bolshevik aggression, while Costa Rica declares war on Germany. There is an armistice between Russia and Ukraine, while a Turco-German delegation negotiates peace with the Georgians and the Armenians. And finally, a treaty of peace was signed between Romania and Bulgaria, the Central Powers and Turkey. We have no idea if any of these international affairs made any impact on John Adams, but in early May 1918, the 9th Royal Irish Fusiliers, along with the rest of the 108th Brigade, rejoined the Ulster Division. The 108th were allocated a reserve role, which meant this period was a mix of training and hard physical work. Despite the losses of the previous months, there was still some spark in the 9th RIF and the football team was active once again beating the Belgian cyclist battalion in the sector to its left, four goals to nil. On the 4th of May, the 9th RIF were back to the line to relieve the 12th Royal Irish Rifles, and after an uneventful four days, they were in turn relieved by the 1st RIF. The training was then continued in a period of brilliant sunshine and intense heat. Work parties were an unpleasant and tiring interruption to this week out of the line. 
For six nights, the 108th Brigade worked hard in improving defences, and they encountered occasional shelling. On May the 23rd, the battalion began its last tour of the line in this sector. The activity during this tour was moderate, with intermittent shelling during the day. The 9th RAF left the line on the 27th of May, and the entry point for the line was shelled during this relief, but no casualties were suffered. The 9th RAF left the line on 27th of May, and the entry point for the line was shelled during this relief, but no casualties were suffered. The battalion moved by train to Hospital Farm Camp, north of Flamerting, and just west of Ypres. Having had a day of cleaning up, the last day of May saw some of the men on work parties, and others on training. But everyone managed to get a bath. Wednesday 1st of May 1918, field postcard. I am quite well and I'm going on well. I've received your letter. Letter follows first opportunity. Monday 6th of May 1918, field postcard. I am quite well and I'm going on well. I've received your letter. Letter follows first opportunity. Friday 10th of May 1918, field postcard. I am quite well and I'm going on well. I've received your letter. Letter follows first opportunity. Friday 10th of May 1918, field postcard. I am quite well and I'm going on well. I received your letter dated the 5th of May 1918. Letter follows first opportunity. Saturday 18th of May 1918, somewhere in France. My dear mother, just a few lines hoping that this will find yourself enjoying the usual good health as this leaves myself at present. The weather is keeping very hot at present, but is much better than the rain. I had a letter from Jeannie the other day and she was telling me that she was going home on the following Wednesday. Did she get home? The weather will be very nice for her. I would not mind going home this weather. I suppose she got home. But she will be telling you that I was on the boat going home on leave and had to return up the line again. And you will wonder why I didn't mention it to you, but I would rather not have you told. But I am sure she could not help it. Well, yes, I slept for a night on the boat in Le Havre on the 20th of March and the next day we returned up the line. So when I get home now, I cannot say. I was talking to the CEO the other day and he did not know when the leave would start, but he said that I should go home in the first batch who went on leave, and that I should also find myself with an extra five days to go to Buckingham Palace to get invested by the King with the military medal. So if I get this, I shall be alright, but I do not know when it may come off. Well, my dear mother, I think this is about all. Remember me to all at home, and you might tell Jeannie that the first day she is in Newry, she might get a couple of ounces of alum or something like that for a mouthwash for her to harden my gums. They have got so soft I cannot clean my teeth without them bleeding. If she asks in Connors, they will know what to give her. So, no more at present. Hoping to hear from you soon. Goodbye, I remain your loving son, Johnny. Saturday 18th of May 1918, field postcard. I am quite well and I'm going on well. I've received your letter. Letter follows first opportunity. 
Monday 20th of May 1918, Field Postcard. I am quite well and am going on well. I have received your letter dated the 14th of May 1918. Letter follows first opportunity. Saturday 25th of May 1918, Field Postcard. I am quite well and am going on well. I have received your letter dated the 19th of May 1918. Letter follows first opportunity. Thank you for listening to John Adams' Letters from the Front podcast. To find out more about John Adams and his family, visit www.johnadams.org.uk forward slash letters. The history of the 9th Service Battalion, Royal Irish Fusiliers, during World War I is taken from Blacker's Boys. Visit them at www.9thirishfusiliers.co.uk with the number 9. Podcasts will be published 100 years after the letters were written, so will be published nearly every month. If you would like to contact us with comments or reactions, the email address is letters at johnadams.org.uk. This has been a Mark Mess production. Thank you.